Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado. Today is Tuesday, November 7, 2023. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled A Vision for You. We're on page number 163 and we're reading paragraph number four and commenting on paragraph four only. It begins with, so our fellow worker will soon have friends galore, ending with if he can and will. Today's uh, uh, readers and our Team Tuesday for November, we have Chris W., Susan S.H., Leah S., Rena L., Betsy P., and Barb W. The reference numbers for yesterday on Monday, November 6, 2023, are the following. For the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording, we have 20,800, that's 20806. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 20,807. 20807. Here's the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine, we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Here's our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and tradition of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Rena L. to read the 12 steps. Uh, this is Rena L., compulsive overeater from Toledo, recovered compulsive overeater from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had, a, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks so much, Rena. Up next, I will now ask Chris W. to read the 12 traditions. 
Thank you. Chris W. from Nashville. Chris with a K. Um, tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Tradition two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsive overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Eleven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Yes. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chris W. Well, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you also keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirements for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing on the direction in the big book and what they mean to us. So to share, you'll press star one to unmute and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're resuming our study in the chapter, A Vision for You. We're on page 163, paragraph number four. It begins with, so our fellow worker and ends with, if he can and will. This morning, um, I'm going to ask Susan S.H. to begin reading. Go ahead, Susan. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Susan S.H. in Ohio, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Very grateful today. So our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. Some of them may sink and perhaps never give up. But if our experience is a criterion, more than half of those approached will become fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. When a few men in this city have found themselves and have discovered the joy of helping others to face life again, there will be no stopping until everyone in that town 
has had his opportunity to recover if he can and will. Um, my experience with this is uh, probably good that I didn't uh, read this early on in my journey because the idea of uh, friends galore was a frightening, frightening thing to me. Um, I was quite the loner, and I think a lot of us were, but I know I was. I uh, mostly wanted to be left alone so I could eat. That was me and the disease. This suggestion, this is suggesting we continue to reach out to offer what we've been given to others. And we get no guarantee who will be helped, but experience has shown me that I will be helped. Um, this points to the fellowship that I crave, which we'll talk about tomorrow, I guess. But although I didn't know that I needed that and wanted that, I'm so grateful I found it. In disease, I only thought of being left alone. Yeah, I talked about that. Um, today, I receive calls. I make calls. I talk to people in programs. Like people that share my malady and the solution. And I am so grateful to have this available to me. Um, the Friends of the Lord situation was not what I signed up for. But it is amazing. And today, I am so grateful to be open to many people I would never have even met or talked to. Um, I can't say enough how, um, how the 12 steps has changed my life. And uh, that's, that's what I have to say, and I passed. Thank you so much, Susan SH, for getting us started today. We do value everybody that's here in the meeting today. We value everyone's experience, and we ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way others um, can share their experience, strength, and hope as well. So if you'd like to share this morning, please give me your first name, the first initial of your last name, and go right ahead. I'll take a look. Vicki V. Christy in Tennessee. Christine. Melissa S. Melissa S. Did you get Melissa C? I got you now. Thanks, Thank Melissa. You. Thanks. Lauren Grace B, South Jersey. I'm sorry, South Jersey. Can you say that one more time? Lauren Grace B. Lauren Grace B. Mm hmm Thank you so much. Anybody else? All right, well, if you're not Vicki V, you'll press star one to mute again, and we'll start with this lineup. I have Vicki V, Chris G, Melissa S, then Melissa C, and then Lauren Grace B. Vicki, good morning to you, go right ahead. Good morning, um, thank you so much for hearing me. Thank you for your service. It's great to be on this meeting with you guys. I just finished up with my sponsor. I am in the uh, honeymoon stage of week four of abstinence, but food is not the problem, right? My meal plan is not the solution. And, you know, we just started step three this morning and I'm having a new experience with it. You know, I'm in this program with Vision for You as my home group 
for, I think this is the third year, and I've had two relapses. You know, I came in thinking I was a sugar addict, and I listened to you guys, you know, and um, and I realized now, it took three years to realize I'm a compulsive overeater because it's not the sugar, it's not the power, it's it's the feelings, you know. It's working with others. It's believing that God cares enough about me uh, to want better for me. He wants to be my best friend, not the food. And, you know, this struck me. You will soon have friends go telling my sponsor. Like, I have a lot of friends in the other program, a lot of spiritual friends. I do not have spiritual friends in this program, people that I can just reach out to. And I know they're all there waiting for me to reach out. I'm just judging myself and won't allow me to do that, you know, to reach out because who am I to reach out to them? You know, I, I have so much shame around the eating. But if our experience is a criterion, more than half of those approached will become fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, yeah, I am definitely one of you. And I have discovered the joy of helping others. I don't know how I lost that. When I look back now, I really think it was the feelings. It was the fear. Uh, My life got bigger than me. And I'm like, I don't have time to help others. Look at me. You know, pour me, pour me, pour me a drink. Um, and everybody that wasn't in OA would say to me, well, my God. You can... me last... oh. Sorry, go right ahead. Vicki, are you there? Now? Yeah, go right now? ahead. Sorry okay. about that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's okay. I don't know what happened. All right. So basically, I just, I know that going forward, um, there'll be no stopping me until, you know, everyone that approaches me um, for help, you know, I allow God to flow through me and, and hopefully help them. I, um, I see the opportunity in front of me and it has to be, I can and will, I can and will do this. I thank you all for being here and sharing so intimately on this um, on this meeting because it helps keep us, uh, it helps keep, keep me coming back. Thank you. And I pass. Vicki V, where are you calling from? I'm sorry. I'm calling from Long Island, New York. All right. From New York, Vicki V. Thanks so much for your share this morning. Up next, we have Chris G followed by Melissa S. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Jen. Thank you. Uh, thanks to everybody for uh, coming today and doing service and, Thank you for the opportunity to share. Uh, I am Chris G. I live in Tennessee, and I do spell my name with a K. Um, so um, the, the, the joy of helping others to face life again, there will be no stopping until everyone in that town has the opportunity to recover, if he can and will. So the if he can and will sounds like the, the part where it says, if, after the steps, if, if uh, you know, if you, God will, if he were sought, you know, you have to seek God. So we, we get the opportunity to recover and God uh, will, uh, uh, will, will open up the doors if, if we let him. So um, the joy of helping others. I did not come to help others. And I had, was very judgmental about what others weren't doing right or wrong, they did this wrong, they did that wrong, they didn't say it right, they didn't do it right, they didn't do it my way. And so learning to to discover the joy in helping others and being 
hopeful and 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 you know looking looking at my uh life and uh, a, a self-examined life so pay, paying attention paying attention to what's going on so i do i do write down uh, my uh, nightly review usually and i do have a i have you know this is what i did this is what i wanted to do and then i have opportunities and those opportunities are when i have a chance to help someone that i didn't plan ahead of time it just comes up and so i keep i keep track of my opportunities and with that i pass thanks so much much chris g from tennessee that's chris with a k up next we have melissa s good morning melissa where are you calling in from Hi, this is Melissa S. I'm calling from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, uh, the joy of helping others, if they can and will. Um, thinking about helping others and the joy that comes from it. I just, you know, self-centeredness is the root of this disease. And <clears throat> being other-centered is a different way to live. And also, even more than that, being God-centered is another way to live. So, like, if I feel like I, if I want joy and I want serenity and I chase that, I won't get it. If I, if I, like my sponsor says, I don't try to feel good now. Now I try to do good. By doing good, I feel good. Um, and I don't know. I feel like God is the main character of this story, not me. Even recently, like in my nightly reviews, it feels very self-centered almost instead of God-centered and thinking about how I could even maybe change those questions to God, what's your role? God, how did you show up today? Making myself small, making God big. And then joy can come because my love will overflow to others instead of being something that I try to force. Um, these are just things I'm thinking of, but joy does come. And the thing is that I need to get things out of the way. What's blocking me from it? And the thing that's blocking is too much thought of myself. I'll end with this analogy, um, just thinking about the reviews and um you know, like if we go out of the house in the morning, we look in the mirror, it's okay to look and say, okay, this outfit tracks. I look all right. Um, but it's another thing to stare in the mirror all day. So um, in light of like helping others, focusing on others, focusing on God, um, balancing that out with how much self-reflection is happening, is kind of where God is teaching me today. And I would love, you know, like the big book says, constant thought of others, not staring in the mirror all day at myself. And I am on the list. I'm an available sponsor looking for a sponsee. I uh, hope you all have a good day. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa S. from Tennessee. Now we have Melissa C. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and, you know, I love, um, I was really pleased with the, you know, the opening share and, and the, all the shares so far, and um, I like that, you know, um, that friend really was emphasized here. Um, 
you know, and and I've got this little feature on my on on this app that I have, which has the big book in it, and um, I did a search of friend, and it actually comes up over a hundred times in the chapters of the text, and envision for you this specific chapter that we're studying it comes up 17 times and um i don't think that's an accident you know i i don't believe that there was much placed in this book that happened accidentally i think it's a direction and you know um and a very clear direction you know how if my experience is criterion, you know, and that's it's if my experience is a principle, is a standard, what is my experience? It's it's that um, we meet people who have sunk, and they might get up, and they might not get up. But um, how could I possibly help countless others if I don't take a position of a friend? If I don't at least have that mindset? of of being open to to a friendship with someone and you know you can't really help someone that you um don't like or that you think is beneath you or that you're afraid of you know i think oftentimes the thought is that this the symptoms of this disease are contagious and they're actually not the the greatest chance i have of catching the symptoms of my disease again is avoiding those that are suffering from it um, you know, the wonderful thing about having a, a, a true transformation, really what happened for me is that I don't feel burdened by the work that I do with others. It really it says here it's a joy, and that's that's my experience. You know, how how could I possibly do this important work if I didn't feel joyful about it? And, you know, um, my my experience, my criterion was that I was one of those people that didn't get well right away, and I walked into a meeting countless times. I walked into meetings, but, you know, really the time that I I came and stayed was I felt the joy in the room of people who were happy in their relief but were happy about helping others. And so I didn't feel like I was putting them out. Um, You know, I've been a recipient of a rescue mission. I feel like God launched a search and rescue mission for me. And today my heart's delight is to help participate in the rescuing of still others. And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa C. from New York. Up next, we have Lauren Grace B. from Jersey. And Lauren, before you get started, for those of us who just joined us on the line today, we're resuming our chapter, or studying the chapter of vision for you in the big book on page 163. We're sharing on that fourth paragraph and that fourth paragraph only. So our fellow worker will soon have friends galore is where we started and it ends with if he can and will. So we'll let Lauren uh, take a share here and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Lauren. Good morning, everybody. This is Lauren Greasby, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Um, The part that really stuck out to me is that everyone in that town has had his opportunity to recover if he can and will. Um, so I, I am a member of OCA, Outcome Control Anonymous. And this is saying here that all I can offer is the opportunity to recover. And the can and the will is in God's hands. Uh, I can't force someone to recover if they're not ready. 
there's nothing that I can do. And on the other hand, if someone does recover, it's God. God gets the credit for that. And if someone doesn't recover, it's not my fault. My job as a sponsor and as a fellow OA member is just to offer the opportunity. And that's all I have. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much, Lauren Grace B. from South Jersey. All right. Well, we do value everyone's experience that's here with us on the line this morning. We ask that you limit your shared every third day. That way, the others can share their experience, too. If you'll give me your first name, the first initial of your last name, uh, you can take a share as well. Can we ask? Katie G. Okay. I think I heard. Kelly F. Um, say the next the next person. Katie G. Thank you. Krista F. Yvette L. G. I heard. Heidi B. Thanks, Heidi. Heidi B. Yvette L. Barb, were you in there? No. Okay. Yes, Barb okay. W. Illinois. Oh, you. Oh, you were. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. This is. Uh huh. Anyone else want to sneak in there? My ears were hearing faster than my pen was right today. <laughs> okay. Kelly F. Krista F. Katie G. Heidi B. Barb W. And Yvette L. Let's go with that lineup. It sounds great. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for your service. Hi, guys. Kelly S. Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, really grateful to be able to share on this paragraph today. I wanted to um, really talk about this part where it says um, everybody, until everybody has an opportunity to recover. And what stood out to me is that these people's opportunities is actually my responsibility. Um, my sponsor made it clear to me before I even um, started to work with her that I had to agree that when I did get through the work that I would work with others. Um, and you guys have heard my story in the past where that was something that I stopped doing, um, the intensive work with others, you know, taking people through the work, you know, giving them this opportunity, which meant taking people through the work. It didn't mean just having people check in, send me their food plan, their nightly review. It's giving people an opportunity to recover, right? And that was the part that, that I got back from, I got away from, and you know, I share this and I want to share it to anybody out there who, who struggles with this idea because it is a lot of work and, and that's all I would think about. You know, um, I was just like, oh my gosh, it takes so much time, but you know, I have this responsibility, right? And I didn't know that I was going to like it. I didn't know that I had, I would discover this joy of helping others. I didn't care about that. That wasn't what I was looking for. And as any addict, I'm going to tell you guys, there's no better hit than to work with somebody and to watch them come alive, to watch God come into their lives, to see the, the lights come on. It's unbelievable to be a part of this experience. Every time I work with a sponsee and I get them through this work and we do, I mean, with each step and the promises coming true in their lives, I get a high. You would think as an addict, I'd remember that. But when I'm not working with people, I get back into my selfishness immediately and I'm like, oh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do step one with that person. Oh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do my fifth step. That's going to take two hours. So I just want you to know that's, you know what, it's not about how I'm feeling about it. I do it anyway, but then when I do it, I get a hit. It's unbelievable. 
But the thing is, the bottom line is it's my responsibility. And that's what I'm telling my sponsees. And that's where I start to see people start to slide, you know. We'll get all wrapped up in our daily disciplines, which are so important. But we've got to give people this opportunity. We've got to carry this message. Thank you, God, for my sponsor who is willing to do this with me. And as she has said to me, you know, now we're walking shoulder to shoulder. I love all the references to friends. I never thought I would love it. I love this fellowship. I thought, you know, I don't really care. I mean, I have friends. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm busy. I'm not in the kumbaya crap, you know, holding hands in the circle. We'll keep coming back. It works, whatever, right? I love my friends. I love it. I just want to tell you guys, keep doing it. These gifts come true, but we have a responsibility to carry this message to other people. This is part of what I have to do to stay well. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Kelly, E-Y-S. She spells her name from Oklahoma. And now we have Krista S. Good morning, Krista. Good morning, everybody. This is Krista S. in Georgia. Kelly made me laugh so hard. God, I just, I'm so grateful. I, I'm just working in the 12th step right now. So I just feel so hyper-focused on discovering the joy of helping others. And what this made me think of is we just talked about the stream of misery yesterday. Like we go from this last sentence in the last paragraph about the stream of misery to then so our worker will soon have friends galore. And so it made me think that maybe I haven't had a chance in in these rooms to work with another yet, but I have had the chance to connect with people in these rooms for the last three months that now feel like family to me that I can pick up the phone and anybody that knows knows I I struggle with this like I hated making outreach calls and that's really why I wanted to share because I'm sure that I'm not the only one and um you know just yesterday I literally right before I went to bed I belly laughed like gut laughed with another fellow um, in these rooms that I have grown to love and that we are helping each other every day to discover the joy of and and how to face life like how to parent together how to navigate you know having um, kids that are growing up as young adults and that's hard and another fellow that I talked to almost daily that shared yesterday hearing God speak in prayer meditation yesterday. Like those are the things that give me joy. And this makes me aware that I am having a personality change that is going to help me be recovered. And I'm aware of that and I'm thankful. And I think, you know, oh, I I always am afraid of sharing this idealistic, happy personality sound because I think, oh, they're going to say, oh, aren't you having a great pink cloud? And I said that to my sponsor once, and she said, you know, a lot of times that people feel like that maybe haven't had that joyous experience, but we are, we recover so that we can have joy, so that we can be happy. And um, and it doesn't have to be like waiting for the shoe to drop. Oh, when's reality going to come in? No, like I get to do this every day. And if I do each next thing, then I get to reap the benefit of being happy, joyous, and free, even in rough going, which was this weekend for me. So I'm really thankful for this opportunity to be recovered. And And I do choose it, like this reading just said, if I will. Um, and I will today. And also, I want to say I love the Outcome Control Anonymous 
reference I'm going to use. That was so good. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Krista F. Where are you calling from again? I'm in Georgia. Thank you. Georgia. Thank you so much. All right. Up next, we have Katie G. from Boston, then Heidi B. Go ahead, Katie. Hey, Jen. Good morning. This is Katie G. I'm a compulsive eater in Boston, Mass. And, um, you know, at the risk of saying uh, a lot of similar information, you know, the book, book says somewhere in Finding God, I have found myself. And um, I, before I took that first bite, before I needed it, I felt like I was somebody else doing something else with some other people at some other time. And there's nothing worse than being in your body and profoundly not fitting into it, like feeling like your spirit is lost and alone. And I didn't even know what my favorite color was. Like I remember calculating so many calories that I couldn't tell you whether I liked rock and roll or folk music or anything. Um, but I love that it says talk, talks about facing life again. And, you know, I can talk about not facing life in the food, but how about not facing life in recovery, about thinking that people on the Peloton bike are my friends, thinking that the scale is the one thing that matters to me. I mean, I don't know about you, but unfortunately, I have suffered at the hands of relapse in this recovery program, and it's because I have not remembered to carry the message. And um, I had the honor of talking to a friend of mine yesterday. And thanks be to God, she was, um, she felt safe reaching out to me. And um, she's on the outskirts. And she said, you know, she doesn't have a sponsor. She got through the work. It's been like a year. You know, and the sad thing, she said, you know, the food is fine. But she's so lonely. Apparently, she celebrated, you know, two years of abstinence. And she had no one to share it with. And I thought, thanks be to God, I'm in the middle of the herd. Like, I can't be that person ever again. You know, lying in the rooms of Overears Anonymous, I, I completely got blocked off from God. You know, and it is miraculous. I had this extraordinary experience the other day. A sponsee and I were talking, and it was like a really hard hard, hard situation. And of course, I just said, okay, uh, why don't you pray about it? Because I had no idea what to say. So within like 10 hours, she texted me and God had just shown off in her life. And I was like, oh my gosh, you can't even deny the power of God. And, you know, so this is the kind of thing, like I was so excited about her life. So in finding God, I find myself. In helping others, I find myself if I can and I will. Like thanks be to God for the people that relieve me of the bondage of self. There's no chapter in the book called Into Thinking, Into Figuring It Out. It's into action. And by helping others, I get to find myself and I get to be one among many. So I'm going to stay with you heard for today. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Katie G. from Boston. Up next is Heidi B. from New York. I'm Barb W. Hey, Heidi. Hey, Jen. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi. Um, oh, my gosh. This, there's so much I want to say here, but um, the first thing that I'm reminded of is very early on um, when I come back to the rooms after relapse, I was in a big book study, and at the end, they allowed questions, and I raised my hand and asked about um, you know, what the point was with the 
having people call uh, random, you know, people that they didn't know. And my sponsor at the time was asking me to make a number of phone calls every day. And I just thought it was the stupidest thing. And one of the workshop leaders responded and said, well, are you doing it as like a checklist uh, item? And I don't know exactly what I said, but I'm sure it was sort of a sheepish, you know, like, yeah, I guess, you know, and, and she started to tell me about, you know, how the whole point of it was to, um, to get to know people and to make friends and gave me some tips on like what to say when I make a phone call. And, um, once I was done with the question, I turned back to my, my Zoom chat and I must have had like 20 people saying, I'll be your friend. And, um, and I was just like mortified because I was like, I wasn't asking for friends. I just wanted to know why we have to do this stupid exercise, you know, and, um, you know, and today there are a number of women from that meeting, from that chat who are my very best friends in this program. And it's just amazing. Um, and I just, you know, I do, I have so many people that I can call at any time and, and who, you know, thank God who call me when, just when I needed, you know. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to talk about was just carrying the message, the joy of helping others. Um, you know, it, it tells us over and over again, um, you know, not to be an evangelist and not, you know, we're not supposed to, um, you know, preach. And it's so hard not to because when you you're just so lit up with it. I'm just so lit up with it that I want to help everybody and, um, you know, and, and to shout it up. And um, I've never been a shout it from the rooftop sort of person. Um, so that's kind of weird for me. But um, so I try not to do that. But also, um, I just, it's almost like I can't even help myself. So um, so it's hard for me, especially when I'm sponsoring, for someone to say that uh, that they are not willing to sponsor or um, or just, you know, so scared to sponsor that they just never get going with it. Um, you know, because I know, I just know what joy there is in it. And, um, and I also know that it's critical to our own recovery. So, so it's hard. Um, you know, to accept when people don't want to do that. Although I, you know, I remember in the beginning being scared to, I have learned that there's, I don't need to know anything. It's all in the book. And all I have to share is my own experience, strength, and hope. Um, I don't need anything else. It's my story and I already know it. There's nothing I need to learn. So with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks so much. Thanks, Heidi B. from New York. All right. Up next, we have Barb W. And then we'll have you vet out. Morning, Jen. Thank you for your service. Everybody on the line, my goodness. What a what a great meeting. Thank you. Found themselves. Oh my gosh. That's so me. When a few men in this city have found themselves. I didn't even know I was lost. I just thought it was the food. And it brings me back to the um, big book, page 55, deep down in every man, woman, and child's a fundamental idea of God. And it was finding that essence of my higher power as I understood that I found myself and in relationship. And so then with higher power, deep down, so uncovering really was like a function of uncovering what was there all along, but I had been so thorough of, of clamoring down on it and burying it in other things and behaviors to uncover that and discover who 
who I was created to be, and then the joy of helping others to face life again, and the, the joy that that is sheer joy. Um, and in the hearing and the listening to my higher power, I'm, I learned how to be with other people. In the 12 and 12, the primary fact, it says the primary fact that we failed to recognize, that I all personalize it, that I failed to recognize is my total inability to form a true partnership with another human being. That was me. That was me. And, and it's not me anymore that I get to help other, others to face life again. And I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of outcomes. And then further on in this paragraph, um, has had this opportunity to recover if he can and will. And that opportunity is me, and that's for me too, because I'm recovered. And, but to continue recovering all these other essences alongside other people, if I can and will. The, the work and the sheer joy of it, it doesn't feel like work. So that's all I have. Thank you, everyone. I'm grateful to be here. Uh, in Illinois, I didn't say so. You got it, Barb. Barb W. in Illinois. Up next, we have Yvette L. Where are you calling from this morning, Yvette? Good morning. This is Yvette L., a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Connecticut. Um, and I'm out taking a walk, so I'm just going to stop because I'm on a hill. Um, so the joy of uh, sharing this message, um, I'm so grateful for the life that I have today, which is by the grace of God, you know, I'm not obsessed with food, um, and I feel useful in my life today, and that's um, a miracle, um, and I was at the uh, Region 7 convention um, in Maryland on the ocean this past weekend, and I got to hug some of my fellows that I've only seen on Zoom, and uh, I was sitting uh, two seats down from somebody who spoke, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that voice from Vision. Um, so it was just a wonderful opportunity to, um, be with my fellows. Um, but the usefulness that I feel, um, gratefully, I feel useful in the work that I'm paid to do, but, um, I had the opportunity to share, um, at a workshop that, um, the way that I feel most useful in my life, um, is around this beast of a disease. Um, it took me a long time, uh, to, to fully surrender, um, a couple of decades it took me. Um, but that experience that I, that I have um, is useful to others because there's a lot of people that have been in these rooms for a really long time, and um, the miracle hasn't happened yet. Um, and I can share my experience that when I followed the instructions in the big book, um, that miracle did happen for me. Not that it was easy because I had to set aside what I thought I knew about recovery after 25 years so I could have a new experience. And one of the things that my sponsor stressed to me, um, if I didn't want to relapse again, always be actively working with someone. And um, I'm doing that. I am always actively working with someone or I'm actively looking for someone to work with. I was talking with a sponsor yesterday and she's ready to sponsor. And I said, okay, so actively looking for someone to work with doesn't mean just putting your name out um, on this meeting. It means any meeting that you go to, um, you put it out there. It means calling newcomers to see if they need a sponsor. Um, and that's what I, I do if I don't have somebody that I'm actively working with. I'm actively looking for someone because that's how important it is to my recovery is to keep sharing this miracle. Um, so I love this meeting. I love this program. It's given me a life I never expected to have. And thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Yvette. 
No thanks, Yvette L. from Connecticut. All right, we got loads of time on the clock this morning. If you'd like to press star one and share your experience, strength, and hope, um, please do. I'll take a list of names. Janice S. in Tennessee. Kristen R. Cheryl L. Kristen R. Nancy P., did you get me? Oh, yeah, Cheryl L. All right, let's see how we do with those. All right, Janice S, go right in. Good morning, my name is Janice S from Tennessee, and I'm a, a compulsive overeater, and I'm recovered for today. I <clears throat> I just wanted to share on the joy of helping others. Uh, I have found that um, it's something that God gives us Number one is understanding the word joy. It is such a, um, a, it's actually part of the serenity that I get is the joy of helping others. I notice in sponsoring, you, you get thanked a lot. My, my sponsors always say thank you. And, I, and it's almost like I, I want to say back, no, 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 thank you. Because what you get back from sponsoring is so much more than, than you give. But the other thing I've found along the way lately is the opportunities to share my experience with people that are not in the program. Um, if I just pay attention um, when God puts people in my paths, being an, a compulsive overeater is not something you can just walk up to someone and say, you know, are you a compulsive overeater? Because if you are, I can help you with that. You know, it, it doesn't work like that. But Sometimes it just it's right in front of you, and you have opportunities to share your experience, strength, and hope in a subtle way, and that has happened to me recently, and in that I have experienced joy, and suddenly people start asking you questions, and you have an opportunity to not just open up about losing weight. It's really not about that. It's about all the other things that we get from from having a spiritual awakening. And um, anyway, I just, I, I have found that there's so much, this is so much bigger than just losing weight. It's so much more than that. But but you can't just get on top of the rooftop and yell that because people don't understand it that way. So you have to wait for those opportunities that God gives us. And uh, I just wanted to share that this morning. I'm grateful every morning that I get to be on this call and hear all my fellows and I feel like all of you are my friends. Even though I don't know your faces, I do know your voices. Thank you for being here. Mm, thanks so much, Janice S. from Tennessee. Up next, we have Kristen R. Farrell by Cheryl L. Good morning. Good morning my name Kristen. is Kristen R. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, good morning. My name is Kristen R. I live in Virginia, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, I have not always been a good friend in this program, but I've had people who have been good friends to me. And um, I really like calling them fellows because I feel like a fellow is a special word because it's a friend who's committing to you, who's willing to be there with you no matter how many times you pick up, no matter how many times you fall flat on your face. Um, the commitment is what's implied with the word fellow. And I just love that. Um, 
I picked up again last night and I'm back here in the morning trying to be forgiving, but what I, of myself, um, but what I know my higher power wants me to not do is get lost in shame. And that's why I'm sharing on this meeting right now. If I get lost in shame about what I did yesterday, I'm never going to recover. I'm never going to, going to find what I'm looking for, which is a relationship with my higher power. Um, because what I've been told is that the, that's the greatest comfort of all, the relationship with their higher power. Um, so with that, I pass. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. I appreciate you for getting on. That was Kristen R. from Virginia. Up next is Cheryl L. followed by Nancy P. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. This is Cheryl L. calling in from Florida this morning. Um, can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you. You know, I haven't been a good a good person in the middle of the boat, as I used to say, um, you know, with this program. You know, I, I have been through the 12 steps with a sponsor um, in vision, and, um, and she made it very clear to me that, my responsibility was to um, was to carry the message, was to help others to achieve what I had achieved, and the you know the excuses that I used, you know I had a lot going on in my life, and I've heard you know other people share about that. It's not an excuse, you know, and and I was like that person that you know had the recovery but wasn't sharing it. And um, and I and I knew that there was I knew there was a problem. Yesterday I prayed, and I wrote a letter to God, and a person has appeared in my life as a result of that. You know, God works in my life in mysterious ways, and and um, and I prayed for the desire to help this person because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. It's like you know, what do I have to offer? What can I do? You know, here, it's been a while since I've been through the steps myself. Um, you know, what do I do? And the answers came. The answers will come if my house is in order. And the joy, the desire increased. And that was God's answer to me was, yes, this is what you're supposed to do. And just share what you've, what you've learned, shared what you've done. And so, you know, today I'm like, I'm joyful. Today I'm like that person that, um, that wants to wants to help others if they're if they're willing you know if they want it and so I'm you know I'm ready to go forward um, with you know with God's help with the help of everybody on this meeting because you share so much of yourselves and you share you know your experience strength and hope with me every day and um, and I really hope that this is um, this is turning I'm turning a corner here and I hope that I never have to look back thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you. Perfect timing, Cheryl L. from Florida. Up next, we have Nancy P. Good morning, Nancy. Hey, Jen. Good morning. Um, thanks for letting me share Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Oh, this paragraph, the joy. And how can I argue with joy? Um, because working with others used to be such a slog, so dull, both as a sponsor and a sponsee. Here's what I'm going to eat. Here's my, why my life is terrible. Oh, my life is terrible. And today, my joy, the joy that I have is tailor-made for me. Not everybody would think that my life is joyful, but I do. And it's separate from whether or not people are recovering. 
in, in my written 11-step inventory, there's a question where, you know, that asks, were we kind and loving to others? And very few times am I not. Even when I have an issue with others, I can still be kind and loving. I don't have to feel that way, but I have to act that way. And today, I love that because today my feelings don't own me. They don't dictate what I say and do. Some people don't like me or don't want to don't work with me or don't, you know, don't want what I have to offer. I'm not responsible for other people's recovery. They are. All I can do is bear witness that it works. I can share the details of my life and my history using the language and examples in the book. And I'm not for everyone. One woman turned out that the situation wasn't tenable for me, so I, I said, I don't think this is working out. And her response was, does it ever? Really angry. And all I did was I took the marker with her name out of my book, and today I don't know if I could say with confidence what her name even is. But I still have joy. That was a lesson. I'm working on my recovery. I'm still reaching out to newcomers every day. I'm still growing in understanding and effectiveness every day. Just a week or so ago, somebody called me and said she needed my insight. So I interrupted her and said, shut up and keep swimming. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Anything else? You know, like, what else do you want to know? And, you know, then we settled in for, a, you know, a nice chat on the phone. And over this week, you know, I've talked about we agnostics, more about alcoholism in step 10. How can you argue with that? This program works especially under pressure and difficulty. And I have the data to back up my claim. I have friends who know and understand me. Joy isn't all that I have at all. I'm happy and free. I understand the word serenity, and I know peace. There is nothing before helping others, and there's one way to get there. Anybody want to know? Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy. Well, we have, uh, let's see, about a minute and a half to two minutes on the clock. Anyone have a burning desire to close us off today? Joanne C. Go ahead, Joanne. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Joanne C. from Montreal, Canada. Grateful, recovered by the grace of God and his love today. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the word that uh, resonates with me is joy, but where did that joy come from? It's the grace that God gave me when I came into this room broken. And in my brokenness, his light shined through without me understanding it. Today, you know, working with others, that's how I, I'm faithful to this grace. This grace that saved, uh, saved me from a life of bondage and addiction. So in sponsoring people, I... I am faithful to this grace in giving the opportunity, in presenting the opportunity to a fellow who's suffering, the opportunity to recover. And um, my purpose in life is to be faithful to this grace that is freely given to all of us but we have to do the footwork. And um, for me, it's, it's about uh, making a decision every day and to do honor to this grace that was freely given to me and gave me a new life. And, um, and the joy comes with that. The joy comes from within. And so the results of whatever, whether it be sponsoring or life, 
on life's terms really is not what is um, uh, affecting our, our centeredness in this power that I call God. And so um, that joy, even through hard times, can be part of, of our, uh, my, my, my happiness. And um, yeah, with that, I pass. Thank you. Perfect. Joanne C. from Montreal, Canada. Thank you for sharing and thank you to everybody that shared their experience, strength, and hope. We got a lot of people in today. It's so awesome. All right. Thanks to those who shared. Thanks to those who did service. And thanks to those of you who just showed up and listened. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, get your pen and pencil ready for Tuesday, November 7th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, meeting is 20,809. That's 20809. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Um, Leah S., will you please read a vision for you? Leah, press star one. Marina, are you there to back us up just in case? This is Rena L. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. Thank you so much. Sure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.